Hi everyone, welcome to the Village Podcast. This is our first um, podcast series on the designer's creed. Uh, I am Joshua. Joshua, you can call me Josh. Um, I am the lead designer of Send Village, building um, solutions to the fintech, fintech world. And here with me, discussing a very, very, um, discussing a quite, uh, quite a controversial topic is Darren Solar. And um, she, if you, you, I guess we, you should all know her. She is the Figma mama. Very, very, uh, and then also she's uh, been on uh, Asa Kotori as a uh, community manager. She has won, she has done quite a lot for herself in the, in the past few, uh, in past times that she has been in, uh, in the design community. I, I'm not going to say much about this because since she's here, she's going to talk more about herself. Just a little introduction and uh, hello, Diri. Hi. Um... <laughs> uh, Hi. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, I meant to, I'm very sure not many people know you as Barry, even people just know you as Atara. I don't know how to pronounce that. I'm pretty that sure way. that people know me as Barry. It's pronounced Atara. Well, I don't know actually because it's not my real name. So <laughs> I assume it's Atara. <laughs> okay, okay. Please just tell us a bit about yourself. Um, uh, I'm sure everybody, most people know you, so just... <laughs> oh, okay, so <laughs> I am Adirin Sola Uluwakani, or Atara. <laughs> I am a UIUX designer. I currently work as a product designer at the design agency ESG Technologies in Ikeja. Um, I am a community manager at Asha Kuturi, which is basically like a community of designers from various creative backgrounds focus on craft, culture, and career. Um, and I'm glad to be here. It, it's quite a, a privilege to, to have you here. Um, <laughs> now, going into the real topic, going into the real topic of, the, of, the, of the podcast, we really want to know, we know that about you, we, many people would really love to know about your journey into design, how, what really, what really, you know, made you to uh, consider design as a career? Um, that's actually like a long story. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what made me consider design as a career? Do you want the long version or do you want the short version? Okay. You are, you are <laughs> free. We have all the time, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, I like I already told you before, I used to be a photographer. Oh well I still am, I just don't do it as much as I used to. But I'm a photographer, right? And um I used to be like really into event photography. So I was basically like the designated family photographer. Um so for events, birthdays, um, naming ceremonies, all of that, I would be the one to take pictures. And I would needed to like create photo books of these um pictures I have taken, right? I needed to learn to use the design software so that I could design the layout of these photo books and like design the cover and all that. Um, so that's basically like how I got started in design. Like, I mean, I just learned how to design Photoshop basically. Um, over the years, I just like um, continued down that path. So just designing posters for my church or designing, um, like I have this clothing line. 
so designing designs for that clothing line, designing a social media post for this ministry that I have. Um, yeah. Then sometime in 2018, I can't remember if 2018, no, yeah, 2019. So this is last year, I guess. Yeah, sometime last year, I met someone in a church of mine, an old church, and he was a designer. And he was extremely passionate about it, and he was extremely good. His name was Toby. Um, I'm like, normally a shy person, so I wouldn't work, walk up to people like that. But then for some reason, I walked up to him, and I got his number, and we started talking, and we became really good friends. And it's just like him being passionate about design sort of made me passionate about design. So he was always gushing on and on about design. He loved great design. He was also a photographer, so he loved taking pictures mm-hmm. of like great buildings because he's also an architect as well. But anyway, basically just like being his friend is what made me decide that I want to officially be a designer. Um, yeah. Yeah. Even, even right now, I, I've gone through your, your pictures. You have amazing pictures on your yeah. Tumblr. And uh, we've seen... <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's kind of like a great addition you know even having you no know, i think being a I, I really don't know much about photography anyways but i know that a, you have to have an eye for um good visual uh, um no good visual things and put that way so things are looking good to the eyes for you to actually be a great designer you know how to hear about this light um where the light comes from and everything. <laughs> and then <laughs> I'll be talking yeah, I'll be talking like Lima right now. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, so I and I think I think that was I don't know, did that kind of your your, your knowledge about photography, did that really help you in scaling on your on your journey in design? What did you say? I said, um, your, your, your knowledge, the knowledge that you've got into being a good photographer, did that kind of, did that help you into becoming, did that help you scale faster into a learn faster in, a, in the journey of how to become a designer? Um, I actually do not know, probably. I mean, people say it does, or it did rather. Um, I just noticed, but maybe mm. like with color choices, I don't know, because color is something you have to take into great consideration photography. Um, yeah. In the past, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah. Okay. So um, now, now you you were transitioning from photography into yeah. into design. What were the first things that you did that you um, that you did that um, helped your journey into becoming a great designer? What were, what were the steps that you that you took? What did you consider first? Um, well, what did I consider first? I, I wouldn't say that there was any sort of process, really. I just know that, okay, for instance, like I said, my friend, um, just like being friends with Toby, made me want to be, made me want to be an official designer, right? Like, have the official design title. Um, and then, like, I was trying to figure out what field to go into, or what, like, niche in design to go into, because, like, back then, I was sharing a lot of things about how you can't be a generalist, you have to pick a specialty. So I was like, okay, would I yeah. just stick with graphic design or would I go into logo and branding design? I tried that. <laughs> um, 
would I, I was just trying to figure out where exactly I would fit in in quotes, like what would work for me. And um, I don't know how, I don't know why, but then I came across the Daily UI Challenge and I remember that I signed up for it. Um, but then yeah. <laughs> I didn't like actually start doing the challenge until the entire 100 days were over. Probably like the 110 <laughs> was when I actually now um, started doing day one of the Daily UI Challenge. And I just find it extremely funny. Like um, when I was in high school, I used to see all these courses on, you know, like when you're scrolling through Instagram and they show you like these ads, right? So I used to see all these courses on like app design, oh, yeah. oh learn how to create apps in simple ads kind of thing. And it just sounds like, I never actually, yeah, you remember <laughs> <Yeah>. those? <laughs> yeah, I never yeah. actually checked them out. Like I thought that it should be extremely difficult. I don't know. I just had this mentality that app design, how do people even create apps? It seemed like, I don't know, such a foreign concept. And I wasn't even interested in like finding out how it works. So I remember that like app design and web design was something that I had sort of low-key decided that I was never going to do because I consider it extremely hard. So the fact that I started the challenge literally did not make any sense to me, but there I was. <laughs> and um, I downloaded Adobe XD on my mom's laptop. I actually didn't have a laptop of my own at the time. So I was using my mom's laptop, which was like full, but then I mean, the, I was really laptop I could work with. So um, yeah, I downloaded Adobe XD on it and I did Daily UI challenge. I feel like I'm not answered the question. I don't remember what the question is at this point. I think okay, what did I consider when I was starting? <laughs> I don't know. Like I said, I don't, I, I don't know. there wasn't any thought process really. I just did. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I remember one time you said while we had the pre-discussion before for now, you said you talked about um, you meeting um some 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 huge designers, some big guys in, in the design industry, you you and uh, how you, you you DM'd some of them. You want to just because uh, sincerely I really do not even know how to do that. I didn't <laughs> do that. And um, I want to know how what or how did what pushed you to into um, being able to do that? What gave you that kind of uh, what made you do that? <laughs> going to people's, going to their DMs, and how did it just work out for you? I say you're a shy person. I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I actually don't know. Because, like, it's not a conscious feeling. I feel like people look at me and they see these things that I do, and it's like, oh, she's like very deliberate about networking. I'm not, but yeah. like, I don't know why or how I did those things. I just know, look back, I know that, oh, wow, you did that. Um, I know that, like, before I had decided that I wanted to. Like get into you and uh, before I did the daily UI challenge, when I was doing like okay, branding or graphic design as part the church posters kind of aspect of it. Um, I remember DMing a lot of people, like all these churches that I look up to. I mean, they have like extremely good designs. So Harvesters, um, what's the name of this church? Uh, I don't remember. Covenant Christian Center. Um, I think CPI too. I mean, just like different churches that have amazing graphics right and i dm them i was like oh i love um the work that you do oh i love the work that you know your designers put out that can i get the number or i don't know just get in touch with whoever it is that designs the team so that i can train under them i didn't really get a response from a lot of them some of them said that oh it's not um, a particular designer it's an entire team 
Um, and one actually even offered to bring me on the team as an intern sort of thing, but I didn't live in Lagos at the time, so it wasn't going really to be convenient. But um, I don't know, it was just like, at that point in time, I wanted to learn more about, you know, just learn more about design and get better at it, right? Um, so I feel like maybe I just like got yeah. took that and brought it into UI design. That's probably like what spurred me to DM all the people that I did when I started UI design. Thank you. I, okay, and uh, we know that the journey into being a, a UI designer isn't so smooth. There are times when you actually yeah. want to give up. At times when you're like, Am I, um, can I really do this? Am yeah. I up for, am I yes. up for this? Did you have any experience at any time? What do you think? And did you have any experience like that at any time? How, was, how did you deal with it? I basically go through that like every week. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to do everything every week, at least. Um, I don't know. I mean, for one, it helps to have people around you that believe in you. So, like, I have my friends and I have yeah. my mentors. And, like, when I start to doubt myself or my ability, they're literally just knocking into my head. And they're not nice about it. <laughs> they're actually not nice about it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, like, it just helps to have that support system around. And then apart from having a support system, obviously you have to believe in yourself even when like you doubt yourself. I mean, that's contested. doesn't make sense. But then, I mean, you have to, so it's like, okay, you have these moments of doubt, but then like, okay. I mean, one thing that I usually feel is that, okay, when I feel like, oh, Maudine, you don't know what you're doing. And I just like, <laughs> let myself follow in that feeling, which might not necessarily be good, but I just follow in that feeling. I'm like, okay, last time, tomorrow you'll be all right. Tomorrow you'll be feeling like this. I'll be just walk. So we'll be fine. <laughs> all right so it is it, it, it's, it's just it's just like um normally <clears throat> excuse me normally i i feel most designers go through that process that when the road to being a good designer yeah there's no boy i don't think i've heard about anybody that says that uh, it was so smooth it yeah. was just coming to me ah but no everybody has that point where like I think uh, it's not for me. I think wait, no, you know, okay, you know when you now see other people's designs, you see guys that are really yeah. don't, don't worry, you won't do oh, I see guys here almost oh, what is this? <laughs> and you're like, oh, I thought mine was good. And then you, you see other people's design, you're like, oh my god, am I am I going to make it in this in this in this line of profession or what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. So I just feel like I just feel like sometimes you know for for upcoming designers and people that are actually considering going to design is it's good for them to know that it's not going to be easy. They will yeah. be sometimes they will feel they will feel really um um oppressed. They will feel like oh uh, this guy I'm not I'm nowhere. So it's I think that's I just to let them that that's how everybody started. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you want to? Yeah. So, you said something. No, wait. Continue what you wanted to say. All right. I just, I was just about concluding that part. <laughs> I was just about concluding that part. So, <laughs> so, so that that's exactly. I just, it just, I just felt like it was necessary for them to also know that also. So, I, one time we were discussing. You, you said that. Um, you said. You, you you just like beautiful things. You just like the way you just like um, nice UI and, and everything. Um, 
now now going straight into the into the the topic into the topic of the whole of the podcast of saying form versus function you know we do what do you what do you what do you understand or what do you what do you can you ex- tell us from your own perspective what you think what form is and then what um, function is um to a product when uh, looking at in description of the product yeah. okay okay when looking at it like you said in perspective of the product um i mean function form is basically like the way it looks um function yeah. is basically like function like how it functionalities the way it feels or the way it's used in my opinion yeah 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 <clears throat> of course Form form is usually just the fiscal aspect, what you see, what you feel. Uh, it's just usually what your five senses can can uh, can 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 observe or can take. But and then, like you said, function is just is just this, this functionality. What what does it do? What what can it? Uh, what is what is the usability? What how do we use it? What what value does it bring to me? So yeah. So, no, when, when when looking at it, I think so many people um um they they, they confuse form for beauty for looking really nice, but most of the time it's usually not just most of the time, anyways. It is usually just it. What for form is quite much more um much more much more much more detailed than just um it looking beautiful or it looking fine. Most of the time, it's just like form. Form is just like um, how well, how well we can, how appealing. How appealing is part of it. Which is part of it. What does it look like? How does it help me? No, I remember when we were discussing. Anyways, <clears throat> when we were discussing, we talked about um, the way the way form actually helps usability, right? Can you remember? Yeah. Yeah, the way form actually helps usability. You no, know, we talked about. But we're not mentioning those applications right now. We talk about two applications that actually do the same thing, right? Yeah. And, then, <laughs> and why would I choose one over the other? You know, we're talking about form versus function. Now, in um, now looking at let's go let's go back to you now. So looking at um, in um, when you when you're choosing to design something, what is your what is your opinion about um? Which one comes first for you? Is it form or functional? Did you just go hand in hand? Um, I would say that they go hand in hand. I, I don't believe that you have to pick one. And I mean, like, I know you said that form doesn't necessarily mean beauty, but usually, like, when I think form, I think beauty, right? Like, yeah. pretty aesthetic. Um, I would say, like I said, I would say that they go hand in hand. You shouldn't have to pick one it shouldn't be like one or the other that oh it's either it looks beautiful but it's not functional or it's functional but it's not beautiful like you can achieve functional and beautiful things um yeah. and i feel like that should be the goal um but yeah obviously yeah like you shouldn't trade one for the other again in my opinion so like i look at some platforms and um like perhaps maybe someone approaches me to design something and i um I'm doing research on um, platforms that currently exist in that space. So, like, I'm searching on Google for apps or web apps, depending on what it is I'm supposed to design, to just, like, see what other people have done in that um, regard. Mm-hmm. And, like, a lot of the platforms that I actually come across are 
forgive me to say ugly. Like, I mean, <laughs> I'm not trying to do the design work yeah. if there was a designer in the first place. But it's just like, I mean, it's functional. It does what it is that it needs to do. So obviously people use this, right? So, I mean, yeah. if it wasn't working, nobody would use it. I mean, these guys probably have like a lot of customers because like the platform is doing what it is that it needs to do. But um, I don't know. It's just not appealing to me. And I feel like I'm the, I'm the kind of person, not everybody might be like me. It depends on your users really. But I'm the kind of person that like the beauty of the platform determines whether I would use it or not. So if your platform works, but it's not fine enough, I might look for an alternative. And I like experienced the thing when I was looking for a um, reminder to do app. I like people that know me, like who are really close to me that probably have me on WhatsApp. Like I did this entire series <laughs> on the recommended um reminder to do app on my WhatsApp status. Like I literally did a series on it. And like um I was just going through, I don't know, I probably did like six different apps or so six to ten. So because I was trying to find one that worked for me. And there were a couple that worked, like they actually did what I needed them to do. So like what I was looking for, right? was a reminder app that um, when I set the reminder, the reminder basically um, like like when it rings, right? Or when it's like it's time for the whatever it is that set, it basically yeah. covers my entire screen. So I don't want something that just like brings the notification on top like, oh, okay, it's time for this. Like basically how Google Calendar does it. Like that's not what I want. I want like something that basically stops me. If I'm using my phone, it basically prevents me from doing anything else until I acknowledge that reminder. Um, that's what I was looking for. So there were some platforms that actually did this, um, but they didn't look good. I don't remember right now, but yeah, they didn't look good enough for me because like I said, like beauty or, yeah, beauty is actually something that I really consider when it's, when I'm downloading an app. Um, yeah. There were also some who um, like, they were beautiful, right? But then they weren't what I wanted. They didn't have like the functionality that I wanted. So basically, I was looking for something that had the two that was beautiful to look right. at, right? And yeah, basically, but beautiful to look at and also did exactly what it is that I wanted to do. I wasn't going to like trade one for the other. So I feel like, I mean, that's just me. That's my approach to downloading and using apps. And it's my approach to designing um, products as well. Like, I wouldn't want to trade. Um, beauty for functionality. I wouldn't want to trade functionality for beauty. I believe you can have like the best of both worlds. Yeah, yeah, true, true. And and even just just to buttress what you said, I remember I always having this argument with my engineers. Okay, <laughs> engineers. First of all, let me just clear the air. Everyone that engineer, everyone that builds that is that's in the process of building. Is, is an engineer. Okay, designers are engineers also. And the, and then designers are also software developers. I'm going to just leave that here. I'm not going to, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to drop that and I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I know many people are going to call, I know many black backlashes about this question. <laughs> but then you see, mainly for, so while I was doing the research about this particular topic, you know, many, this, this is exactly how the way the, when we say functions, some people put functions and say form for this function. Form for this function has just been the way things have been for, for quite a while. Because before even designers had uh, 
specialized in position in software development. It was the so the software developer that actually designs his own software and how it looks like and without basic without the basic principles or the principles that we follow in design. So while I was having this argument in the, in the office, they would tell you that um, designers were never really needed. Designers were designers are not really um, you know we're not. We're, are not supposed to they're not really considered as long as i can design my own application and it works then why do i need a designer you know i still and then it's just it's just it's just a whole battle <laughs> and they were rowdy argument at the end of the day except one one was just compromises and just okay let us just let us let us just say to that let's, let's continue working <laughs> so I think most of the most of the engineers, most of the programmers now, don't use them as programmers now, have that mindset that as long as something functions, it's okay. Then from the graphics guys, they say as long as it looks beautiful and appeals to so I'm talking about two extremes now. As long yeah. as it looks beautiful and appealing, then it's okay. But um as UI designers, we, we, we are meant to be I I agree totally with you, where there's we are supposed to be the balancing factor, we should be the one to balance both function. And um, and uh, on form, you know, and aesthetics and form. Because, like you said, there are many users like you. There are many users that would rather look for. Because, like we said all that time, many applications actually do the same thing. If you, have you been to Google Play Store? You see many fintech apps that do the same thing. Many, in fact, okay, let's look at this. Um, remember, twenty? Did you ever play Twenty Forty Eight? Yeah, yeah, I mean, wait, hold on. Like that, that game, that number game. Yeah, that number game where you yeah, move those and add them together. Yes. <laughs> you know, like many, many other ones that looks like the original 2048 game. Many other, but when, most of the time people would rather go for the one that looks nice. It's still the same function, it does the same thing. So but people are the one that has uh, that has uh, that looks as presented well, much more uh, appealing. To them, and um, probably if I was going to do a 2048 game now, and since I knew that there were many other ones, I would probably put a little bit of you know appealing um, uh, structures into it, which will just make it stand out. So that's that's usually what people and the engineers or the programmers would not want to argue fully on, <laughs> which was which was I don't in fact it was it's an argument that I don't think can actually end. But we respect respect to. <clears throat> Let me see. I remember when talking about ethics. Do we talk? Are we talking about um? What, what what is your own view? What is your own view about aesthetics too? Because I feel like sometimes people just um people misunderstand um aesthetics with um illogical or irreasonable um additions to. To design just to find what what thing what thing the function of aesthetics because actually some aesthetics could be so what do you think could be could be are the function of aesthetics what do you think uh why why do, why do you think they are necessary in design still um so like in my basically to my understanding yeah. and I'm also on Google right now right? <laughs> <laughs> but um. Like to my understanding, I would basically like say, and I might be wrong, but I'm like open to the person. I basically say that aesthetics and beauty are interchangeable. So, um, basically, like I said, I have Google open right now. One of the definitions of aesthetics I see is a set of principles 
concerned with the nature and appreciation of beauty. Yeah. Um, and related words are like tasteful, artistic, beautiful. So I feel like aesthetic and beauty is like they're very um they're linked. It's basically the same thing. Um, I find it interesting that they said like it's a set of principles. So it's like there are certain rules that you should follow to achieve this aestheticness. I don't know if that's a word, but said it's a nice word. Um, um, yeah, I mean, it plays a part in good design, right? I wish that there's this particular course that I take um, in IDF. I can't remember which one it is. One of the design thinking courses. Yeah. And um, I remember that there, there was a friend, we were having this conversation. It was such a long time ago, and I actually do not remember what it is that he said. And I don't think I've even gotten to that point in the course. But then basically what it is that he was talking about was like how aesthetic, which you basically already said, plays a role in like good US, right? I mean, I used to argue that it was just beauty, um, that it didn't actually, um, what, it didn't actually contribute to the user experience of the platform that you designed. But then having that conversation with him like those months ago, just helped me see that aesthetic is actually like, um, function, like you said, in some way, like it contributes to the good experience that a user experiences when they're using your platform. Um, yeah. 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 That that that's 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 very very that's very very nice to to know because really, at, I I think it's just going to be a discussion, and then we're going to talk about um. Um, form as a function <laughs> now because now now that you're seeing it actually now I'm, I'm now thinking about it that actually it's true form can also be a function but that that's not to be stupid <laughs> I'm, not going, I'm not going that deep now. so are there points are there situations are there times when um function can actually come before before form or, or form coming before function are there times there's are there are they but me, I'm thinking now, personally, I'm thinking now, like, um, it's possible probably due to the kind of product you're building or what the client says or your own bias or what's are there times when you think um, sometimes you just compromise by putting one before the other? Um, I don't know. I actually cannot say because like, I feel like I would always find a way to just balance the two and not put one before the other. The only time I would say function comes first is and it's not necessarily coming first because like I mean and this is like um what's the word mandatory in some way yeah. um you basically like have to understand the function of what it is they're building I mean like I'm just saying like what every designer would do so it's not even anything new um you have to understand the function of what it is that you are meant to build before you can build so um because like I mean I think that's why and again I'm open to be corrected because like I haven't done enough research on this but yes. I think that's why I say form follows function because like you have to understand what it is that the building is supposed to do and yeah. mold the form after that right I mean that's why I understand that form follows function just like by reading or listening or hearing or whatever the term I, like I said I haven't done research on what it actually means but then just like my understanding of just hearing that phrase you have to understand the function of what it is that you're meant to do before you design. So like, it's like, okay, you're supposed to design a chair, right? And basically a typical chair, a chair, not a stool, it's supposed to have like this backrest thing. So you're leaning back, there's somewhere for you to sit, there's four, um, well, I don't know, 
I wouldn't say the four is necessary, but there are four legs. It's that's what they call it, to the chair, right? You have to understand the purpose of the chair. You have to understand why you're building the chair. And there are different types of chairs. There are the chairs that like spin and all of that. You just have to know what it is that you're supposed to build exactly and what position it's supposed to serve. That's like where the function part comes in. And then after you've determined that, that's when you can start thinking or ideating on what the form is meant to look like. So you wouldn't build a chair, like something that's supposed to be like a chair in a, um, like a waiting room reception type of chair um, in an office. You wouldn't build like a, I don't know, a lounge couch or you wouldn't build a stool that's uncomfortable or, you know, basically just like the form of what it is that you build has to follow the function. So it's like the same thing in product design or UI, UX design. You have to understand what it is that you're meant to build, what the purpose, the purpose that it's serving before you start like thinking, okay, um, these are the, um, this is what it's going to look like. This is what the layout is going to look like. Cause the layout that you might choose might just not work for that function. Yeah, yeah, yeah true, true. Well, uh, I have learned a lot. <laughs> I think, I, even, though, even though you keep on saying you've not done any research, but <laughs> you, you, you definitely know what you're doing and what you're saying. And it's really, yeah, you're, you're totally right. Because, yeah, let me just leave it that way. But yeah, yeah you, you really totally right. And I understand. I feel, I think, although this could be your perspective, this is your perspective anyway. I know, I know many yeah. other people will like, want to counter what you're saying. Because it is like like we earlier said, it is very very controversial. People really people just have what they think and what they believe should be the way it should be like. And then normally yeah. the way we, and then you no know, design thinking, design design process, design approach isn't really one way. It's never um, written on the stone. It's never uh, it, it's it's non-linear. It's you can choose the way you want. It could be it could be a cycle. It could be whatever way you want to start. Yeah, and even talking about talking about the design, they're talking about design approach. What is your um, design approach like when you get a product, when you get a, a PRD, a product requirement document, or a client uh, requirement? What do you? What are the first things you do? What do you? What is your approach to it? Um. So I cannot like speak extensively on this because I've actually only just worked on one or two in Africa. Um, most of the work that I've done are like on my full time stuff. Um, but what I know and like from, and I feel like, I mean, since I did this freelance project, which has been a while, like months ago, I've learned a lot of things that I would probably change now. Um, yeah. but I would say like typical design process, I mean, get the PRD, if they even give you a PRD in the first place. <laughs> That's um, the beginning one, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, basically, like after just understanding what it is, uh, and it also depends because it's not every um product or every project that you need to do extensive research for before you can begin. So I would say that the ones that I worked on, okay, well, one of them required research. So I'll just like talk through the process of that particular project because I feel like that's the only one that I went through the like all the quote, steps that you have to take when building a product. So I actually worked on this product with one of my friends, okay. Um, the client approached me and it was just like I was just starting out so there were a lot of things I didn't know I didn't want to turn on the job 
Um, so I asked Okay to come with me on it, right? And he was basically ready to like take the talk. In fact, he actually took the talk. I was basically just there assisting him. <laughs> but um, what we basically did was like, okay, after just getting all the information that we could from the client, or rather after getting the PRD, because he did send the requirement. Um, we sent, we scheduled a call with him and basically just asked questions to fully understand the scope of the project because the document that he sent wasn't completely clear. And like, it should just be better to understand like by talking to him because you'll be able to convey his points and beliefs and all that better. Um, okay. After that, we asked um, him to, um, I'm not sure if I should say what the platform was or not. No, no, you don't really have to say. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 so, <laughs> okay. So, um, basically, like, we had to um interview people, the people that were building this um app for, um, so we asked him for some numbers, like people, basically, like the people that we were building for were sort of like his friends, um, so like mm-hmm. they were the perfect people to interview, um, so we asked for numbers of people that would be willing to talk to us. We scheduled interviews with each of them over the week and we spoke to them, just like asked general questions about um their situation. Um yeah, like I feel like for this to make sense I should probably just like say what so basically it was yeah. like an app to help um Africans in the diaspora. So people in America, people in UK, people in just like people out of Africa. Yeah. Um just like yeah. um help them connect with other Africans because, I mean, it's not that easy to do, apparently. Um, so the friends that we were speaking to of his were people who are like in different nations of the world who didn't have that many African friends like in their particular city or town or country. Um, and they wanted to like meet more people, whether like for friendships or for romantic relationships. And um, basically we just interviewed these people and just like tried to find out, okay, how do you currently meet people um what's like just trying to understand their motivations is this app actually for them would they use this app what would they use this app for some people said that um maybe to like reconnect with old friends from secondary school who might be like abroad or to like you know find a husband or find a wife or just like make <laughs> form bonds do that. yeah no uh-uh please please, please. don't shame them <laughs> Um, yeah, basically just like, okay, for instance, like designers association, like, okay, I want to find designers where I am, that kind of thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Asking questions and trying to find their motivations, what they would use the app for, why they would use it. And then when we're done with that, basically just like did, um, you know, um, the user stories, just compiling all the data that we have gotten together from the interviews that we had. And then wireframes and then attributing of the task. So like I said, okay, actually basically did most of this. I was just like on the sidelines learning and watching. Um, yeah. yeah, I feel like I would follow that process. And I would follow that process like now if I were to get like um, client projects like outside the agency that I currently work at. Like a couple of other things I've learned from my other mentors along the way. But that's just right. Yeah. All right, all right. Thank you. And there's, there's just one one more thing. I, I remember one time we talked about vibes or designing you know, vibes. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, actually, okay, can you just, just especially a bit about what, what you mean by <laughs> just, using, just using vibes? 
Is I don't remember. <laughs> I actually don't remember <laughs> what you had said that made me say that. So, like, I can't speak in context. Okay. I, was, I was talking about... Um, I was talking about your your approach. Your, if you follow strict design rules and um, follow, um, you know, talking about design thinking process, and um, but you said, but then you mentioned that okay, that you that you just when you when you're designing that usually just flows through you. So I guess I'm trying to understand what you meant when you said vibes. So I know many other people also many designers. Now we're talking about the fact that you don't have to really go through rules. Now they have to open books of uh, design rules and principles. So you know to see what to before I start design. Usually it just comes um, naturally because you probably used to it. So that's I was just asking. That how how does you how does it does it work? How does it work out for you uh, your own approach to design, even even though you work at an agency. How Did you get it? the question right? Yeah. yeah no, how how is how how is it? How do you now you work at an agency? At an agency, you don't you don't have to you you um not working for a client directly. So how is your own process? How is your experience like? I have never worked at an agency before, so I would love to know how your 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 own experience it is as a as working at an agency. Um. When you're working at, at an agency is typical, um, I like it because like it just gives me access to different industries and different products. So instead of focusing yeah. on just one product, which is important actually. Um, I just feel like when I was starting out, when I was looking for a job, I was specifically looking for an agency so that I could just learn um how to work on different things. So like there are a couple of like probably like over five or something products. Or projects I've worked on since I joined this agency. Mm. I just like, okay, in these different fields, I have at least a reasonable amount of knowledge on how it works and how things are created in that particular industry. Um, as for my design process, I would say that I'm mostly like a UI designer, right? So we have the product manager. The product manager does most of the research. He does um, like the user stories and all of that. And I literally just do the design. So like I'm making sense to the function of what the platform is supposed to like the function that the platform is supposed to have so um i'm not sure this is like where i said the vibes thing because i'm not sure it particularly applies in this scenario it's just like i have the information that i need to design and i just yeah. like design that's it all <laughs> all right thank you very much thank you very much it's been really really educating really, really fun to have you here and uh, we are we i'm very sure that uh, we have known quite a lot about you <laughs> that we do not get to know normally <laughs> i'm very sure that we understand now we know for some of us now we understand uh, know your own perception, your perception about uh, about form and function about how it should go hand in hand so sometimes people really need to know get to hear views of other people to be able to form their own views and um, yeah and we, we've quite we've learned quite a lot, and uh, I really have really have, we had um, um, the product village village podcast. We are happy, elated. We are we are, we are glad to have you here. Uh, <laughs> we, you. We, we hope to have uh, discussions with you later on. <laughs> <laughs> the way you share your experiences, we really love to hear. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for joining us on our first episode of the Village Podcast from the Design Creed. This is our first episode on form versus functions, which is going to be a series. Uh, we'll be inv- in our next episode. We'll be inviting another designer, prominent designer in the in the design community, and we would love that you tune in and listen again. And most likely, you'll learn as much as you had learned today from my interview with Darren Solar. Do have a very nice day. Bye.